Hello, my friend, Dennis Gebhardt here, welcoming you to this episode of Guru in Your Ear, along with my teaching partner, Max Massiano. Max, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm great, Dennis. How are you, buddy? I am good. I am good. I'm real excited about some of the things we're going to share with each other today and um, excited about our response to our podcast, where actually our audience is growing. That makes me very excited. And um, actually, they're reaching back out after they listen to our podcast and asking us questions. So we know that people are hearing our message. So we're very excited about that. So look, today we're going to spend a few minutes and talk about that uh, that scary word, that frightening word that we hear in the salon sometimes, sensitivity. What? Sometimes I'm told I'm too sensitive. Yeah, I don't think that's what you mean. That's the wrong. Yeah, that's not exactly the sensitive I'm talking about. I mean, the um, the emotional uh, roller coaster that we get on when someone goes, "Oh, my scalp is itching. Is there something wrong? What's going on? My scalp is burning." And uh, I think what really would be good for us to kind of talk about first is to like, why do we? What would cause some of these reactions? Now, we know we all heard all different kinds of anecdotes that, you know, if the client is, if it's a, a female client, you know, if it's that time of the month, she's going to have an issue. Uh, if she's taking iron, it's going to be an issue. We have all of these reasons why it's the client's fault that there's sensitivity. But let's talk about the real issues. Like, you know, one of the ones I think of is like at the beginning of the service, right? Absolutely. And even sometimes before the service, when the client could be at home. Okay. You know, like, number one, like excessive brushing right before. Right. Either at home or in the chair. You know, we have to remember that there is a a layer of oil on the scalp and hair that's designed to protect the scalp and hair. And that's why it's there. And the more we're roughing up the scalp itself, the more likely we are breaking down to a greater or lesser degree, that layer of protection for the scalp. Right. Right. So I think that is one situation that you can have happening before the client gets to the salon. Um, there's another thing that, that we know, we've seen studies on, uh, clients who take lots of vitamin C. Vitamin C is thrown off through the, the sebaceous oils and the sudoriferous glands in the scalp. And so vitamin C, if you think about it, it is an acid. Mm-hmm. And if we are laying an alkaline product, on the scalp, alkalines and acids create something called an exothermic reaction. So it is possible, you know, I'm, I'm trying to track it down to what the client could be doing, that that's a possibility. So that's why I think consultation is so very, very important. Sure. We talk to clients, so we kind of understand about their behavior. You know, in our consultation class we talk about the fact we have to learn to see the client's hair through the client's eyes and so that's one of those issues that's part of that consultation then when we get to actually performing the service uh, everyone who listens to us they know that we always recommend that you 
clarify the hair before you color it. And the reason for that is to remove any residual buildup that might be on the hair fiber, um, any minerals that might have embedded themselves in the hair. Um, you know, those those come from the natural water sources, foreign matter. Come, the hair's like a filter, so it picks up whatever it's exposed to. Absolutely. And I think in clarifying, I think there's a problem that salon professionals make is that when we're doing a clarifying treatment, we treat the service like we would a normal shampoo. So for some of us who were raised back in the day when women didn't shampoo on a regular basis, we were taught, really scrub that scalp. Get that scalp clean. The problem is, when we really massage the scalp a lot, there are there are um, vasodilators at the top of at, at the base of the hair follicle. A vasodilator is no, another pathway where blood flows, and so what happens when we massage that scalp is we bring that blood flow to the top of the head, to the base of the hair follicle, and so now we have really sensitive scalp. It's inflamed because the vasodilators are pumping blood. And now we lay an alkaline product on that head and the client goes, no, my scalp is burning. Sure, sure. And let's not forget, we've also now disrupted that acid mantle on the scalp Yes, that was also there to protect. So, you know, it was like a a recipe for sensitivity. So let's clarify on the step of clarifying but, this is not a life-changing shampoo, folks. Right. Literally wetting the hair down, sudsing the hair up and not the scalp so that you can let the chelator do its work. Exactly. It's actually doing a poor shampoo. Yes. Because when we're chelating, we're not chelating the scalp. Our goal is to chelate the hair. So we don't need to be messing around with the scalp area if you do basically if you simply apply the product to the hair and just kind of gently work it into a lather along the hair strand and the hair length and then let it do its job um, your clarification service will be fine and your client will probably not have not be as susceptible to any kind of a sensitive reaction so so now let's talk about the sensitive reaction. What what kind of reaction could be, what could cause that? The one thing I think of is when clients sit in your chair and you apply the color and they go, oh, my scalp is tingling. What is that? Is that a burning? Because they misinterpret sometimes a burn for a tingle. Sure. And... And basically, if you think about what's going on, peroxide is releasing oxygen. It is possible that they can feel a little bit of that action happening on their scalp. It does not mean that they're having an allergic reaction. It simply means that they're feeling that product. That's all that that means. So, you know, if your product creates that kind of a situation, I find it most often would happen with liquid colors versus cream colors. Mm -hmm. Cream colors have so many humectants and everything like that in them today that really they don't have that kind of a feeling. Plus, 
we build colors differently today. Sure. You know, so so to me that's a sense of, that's a sensitivity, but it's not something that's going to be detrimental to either the client's health or to your color service. I think many times people misunderstand the difference between a correlation and a causation. Absolutely. Two different things. Correlation means there may be some history of where people who had a reaction also were happened to be people using certain dye types. Yeah. It doesn't mean that all those dye types cause all people to have bad reactions. I mean, the one I think of most often is PPD. That's right. And if you look at the, the actual numbers in studies, it's only 1.4% of people who use PPD right. products that actually experience a true allergic reaction. Right. That's if you think about all the users of PPD hair color out there, 1.4% is a very, very small segment. Right. And I, and I think a lot of that is has to do with exposure. Mm -hmm. You know, many times people who've come to our classes heard us say the best way to build up uh, an allergic reaction to something is overexposure. Mm -hmm. So I think about a color application where the color is painted on, where they create, you know, those artificial hairlines down on the forehead, <laughs> or, or, or they paint color and it's still got color on her ear, or on in the it. side of her cheek, or yeah. on her neckline. And then when they go to do their post-oxidation service, and even after that, they do a very poor shampoo. And when they set the client up, they still got color on their skin. Rather than cleansing it, we simply wipe it off. And so that overexposure will cause clients to build up a, a reaction to those sure. kinds of things. So I think it has to do with application, too. And you know what I find really interesting is that you can watch social media and you can see some really, really poor applications. And, and so we don't focus on that. You know, these are things that we could create. Not necessarily that it's blame it on the client, is she on medication, all of that stuff. These are scenarios that we create because of our behaviors. And sometimes right. it's behaviors we don't even realize we have. And, and, you know, just to take this even a step further too, you know, back to the hair coloring product itself, you know, if, if those colorants or those dye intermediates are small enough to penetrate through the cuticle of the hair, mm. the skin itself is a lot more semi-permeable than the hair. So those, the, you can't say that some of those dye intermediates are not going directly into the skin. You right. Know? So, and again, it's like, depending on what was done before, if you roughed the scalp up, but conversely, if you do an improper rinse and shampoo and post-oxidation mm. service, yeah. a lot of sensitivity issues after the service come from improper post-oxidation shampooing and rinsing. Right, right. Because there's residual dye that's left in the hair and on the scalp. 
and still oh, still left in an alkaline state still left in, in, an alkaline in something state. that's naturally acidic right right uh, and i believe that that happens more often than not absolutely that uh, as an industry we really overlook how we take color down as opposed to all the other things we do that's right and but that that'll encourage early fading that'll encourage if there's still oxidative dyes in that hair you know that are still there that you've not neutralized yeah you know they're going to continue to oxidize yeah they don't care they're going to yeah. they're going to keep working until they're out of gas right especially if you're using a higher level of hair color like eight nine ten or higher oh, yeah. lift oh yeah that's got a much longer shelf life if you will of staying active because that window right. of alkalinity is way higher right yeah. you know dennis another thing that i read in uh, a recent study that was done by some cosmetic chemists is also improper mixing of the product could also lead to sensitivity issues whether it's from you know, like if you think about it, if you have a bowl of cream color and you add your developer and you take a brush and do three swirls and it's still chunky, there's a yep. lot of solid chunks of color and a lot of soupy developer there. Right. So if you think about it, developer is acid, right? Right. And we teach in our classes, hydrogen peroxide will poke holes in the cuticle layer. Now, the cuticle layer of the hair is much stronger than the skin itself. Right. So if you're going to lay hydrogen peroxide on the skin, what do we think is going to happen? Right. Absolutely. The skin is still cellular tissue. Right. Whereas the hair is keratinized tissue. So it's, it's like the hard shell. Right. Whereas the skin is not. So those are things I think are really important, uh, I think, Improper mixing is, is a big issue today. I mean, people think their product is mixed, but it's not necessarily mixed thoroughly to the exactly. proper consistency. And so, you know, you have to make sure that you do things and, and have things mixed properly because that can change everything. Improper mixing can change your visual result. Absolutely. <laughs> not to mention, I remember a video you did on YouTube where you poured cream peroxide onto a piece of yes, steak sir. and cooked it right there in front of us. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It will no different, work. no different than our scalps, guys. You know? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Max. Let's take it out of the world of hair dressing. Let's take it to the world of food. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you want to marinate chicken, okay, before your fajitas, mm. you marinate it in lemon and orange. Yeah. Why? Citric acid. acid, but you can't marinate it for longer than 30 minutes because chicken, the sinew, the tissue in chicken is not as strong as the tissue in beef. Therefore, the tissue will break down and now you won't even have it won't even be a meat structure any longer. Okay. So if lemon juice can do that to chicken meat. What do you think peroxide can do <laughs> to human skin? Yeah. Oh, that was an ugly picture I just presented, wasn't I mean, it? I'm so sorry. That's all right. So then, as we are kind of coming to the close of this, 
one of the biggest things that's been going around our industry for a really long time is you have somebody who experiences sensitivity, right? You know, the solution has always been put a, put a packet of sweet and low in with their color. Right. Yeah. Uh, quick fix. Um, somebody let that slip out. Chemists have loose lips too. And they only tell you half the story. And so does sweet and low minimize the feeling? It does. But there's a reason that that does that. There's tetraic acid, tartar, cream of tartar, tetraic mm -hmm. acid. Well, it anesthetizes the skin. So it doesn't mitigate the sensitivity. It just simply numbs it. Right. It's sort of like, look. I'm going to stab you with an ice pick, but before that, I'm going to give you anesthetic so you can't feel it. You're still going to bleed out, but you're not going to know it because you're, you're anesthetized. That's 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 a true friend right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are there products out there that do the job? There are. And you know, if if you're interested in a product that will do the job, you can direct message Max or, or I, and we'll be happy to recommend that for you. We want to stay non-branded on our podcast. But Absolutely. there are products out there that will actually mitigate the sensitivity, and those are the products you need to be using, not sweet and low. Stop using sweet and low. I mean, look... Uh, there's another, you could use milk if you want to do anesthetize the skin and relieve the burning because it has lactic acid in it. And if I spray milk on somebody's scalp that's burning, guess what will happen? The burn goes away. But the sensitivity is still there. All I've done is I've anesthetized it. I've canceled it. And that's the only thing that, that we've done. So we have to make sure we use products that are actually performing the service and performing the function that we say that they are. And if you do that, and if you consider all the sensitivity things, and I think it's important for us to know this when we talk to our clients, because some of them are voicing a little bit of hesitation sometimes because they're afraid of that. They're afraid of you know something that's really going to cause sensitivity. Now, when you see the skin reddening or you see pustules forming or anything like that, you get that product off the head ASAP. But in most cases, that's really not what's going to happen. The tingling they're going to feel is from the peroxide. If your application is sloppy, it's going to be from your application. You know, those are the kind of things you have to be aware of. Keep your applications clean, Make sure you're applying only to the hair, and I think you'll have really, really great success. Absolutely. So, I think that uh, that's uh, hopefully they've gotten some nuggets out of our little chat here today, Max. I am sure they did. And, uh, you know, if you guys have found this helpful, please share it with your friends. You know, it is our sincere desire to help you give you information that is factual, scientific based, and sound so that you can make the appropriate decisions what's best for you and for your client. We call it helping you discover your own personal genius. 
And uh, hopefully we've done that for you today. So, until we see you again, or until you hear us again here on our podcast, I am Captain Color. I am signing out. Max, how about you? I am out as well. All right, everyone. Listen, thank you for listening. Have an amazing day, and we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye, guys. The preceding recording has been a production of Guru Nation, a non-branded educational resource for salon professionals.